Victoria from the band Surma, and you are listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, welcome back, everyone. Sunny back here with another brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. Victoria, and I know I'm butchering this in a way, or Victoria, thank you so much for joining our podcast today on IUF. This is a big month ahead for you and the guys over at Surma with the release of your debut studio album, The Light Within, which comes out November 6th on Metal Blade Records. You know, first off, congratulations on signing with a prominent label like Metal Blade and all of the well-deserved recognition the new album has been getting so far. But before we get to all that, I'm going to ask a very important question to start you off. And it's a very simple question. How are you? <laughs> How have things been for you and the band as of late? You know, our lives have pretty much have been changed. You know, we're already halfway through like a calendar year from this pandemic. How's life in Czech Republic right now? Okay, let me begin with the with the first part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Direction. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me because it really means a lot uh, to me. And um, yes, uh, how are we? Or how am I? Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I like personally, I'm good. It's not. Uh, it's not. It's not as good for the band because um, we are releasing this debut album. Uh, and we can't really promote it as we wish. We uh, we would be promoting it after the release uh, because there are not going to be shows, and um, it's it's pretty sad. Um, honestly, I'm quite tired uh, <laughs> of of this whole thing because everyone is. Um, talking just about this uh, pandemic, not that uh, that we are talking about it now, but it's just uh, that it's like really everywhere. I'm afraid to open the fridge and it would be like news about uh, COVID in there, uh, like, yeah, jumping on me. That's new. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a new one. <laughs> so it's a bit tiring and um, sometimes I lose hope, but it's pretty difficult for me to lose the hope. So uh, we are being strong and and so we hope it's going to change soon. You know, being away from the stage a lot as of late, how are you keeping up your vocals these days? Is that affecting your musicianship? And has anything changed for your routine-wise lately, if at all? Well, actually, I think um, my routine got stronger <laughs> during the, the pandemic. That's good. Because, <laughs> yeah, because I made some uh, things. Um, yeah, I made some routine. Uh, let's Let's put it like this. And um, I sing in other four bands, Czech bands. So right. I had some concerts in here. So I've, I've been pretty busy lately. Uh, but now all the all the concerts are, are um, yeah cancelled again. So let's see. But but I try to keep in shape, uh, you know, practicing and and uh, training new songs and yeah, the usual. <laughs> yeah, the other bands you're talking about, I think Bohemian Metal Rhapsody is one of them, right? Yes. And Rosa Nocturna, are you still collaborating with that? Yes, yes. Yeah, they and are, then you uh, releasing an album. That see, that's exciting. Yeah. And also <laughs> you also do uh theater ensembles. You perform in theater ensembles, is that correct? Yes, it was uh during the symphonic show. Oh wow. So so I wanted to ask, like being involved with everything that you're trying to stay busy with, does this pandemic does it open up new things for you personally and artistically that you may have not noticed before about yourself? 
well, not not really during the pandemic. Um, it's uh, all all of this. What what uh, all the work I've been working on. Uh, I think it all happened before it already. So I, I had okay. these connections before. But, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I, I, I want to ask, like the Bohemian Metal Rhapsody. We just touched on that a little bit. When did mm -hmm. that start? Ooh, wow! <laughs> I think it's it's like two two or three years ago because okay. uh, I've got invited or I, I heard about they they were making uh, casting uh, for singers and uh, I went there and uh, I got picked. And um, it's all—it's not like we are doing um, actively. We are—we are not working actively every day or every month. It's like um, uh, just project for summer festivals or or some um, Christmas concerts or you know, it's it's uh, something that we we can see each other like after three months. It's not like um, permanent thing. Yeah. So around that time, you know, with Bohemian Rap. Metal Rhapsody, you also formed the band Surma, you know, I wanted to ask with the amount of bands you were involved in, the amount of work you've done even before the pandemic, how was the touring life for you personally? Did you do a lot of touring? Did you go around, you know, you know, Czech Republic, around Europe? Were you able to do that a lot, like before the pandemic hit? Um, we had one summer before the pandemic that we were quite busy and it was even more difficult because this, um, project is uh, in Czechia. It's, it's, we are singing just in Czech language, so it's really for Czech people. And uh, we had concerts or festivals almost every every week, maybe sometimes twice a week. Uh, and uh, I've been living with Harry in the Netherlands back then uh, during okay. the, uh, classical studies in there, singing studies in there. So uh, except the other band appearance i had to travel from the netherlands by mostly by car uh, to czechia and beg that i would make the school again so um, i don't think there was such a problem with uh, with other bands uh, to find a schedule but um, there was trouble to make it work uh, long distance <laughs> so now that we're talking about your life on the road what was your favorite part about it because now you're kind of taking like an unseen step back and does he make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life because you know there's so many things to pick about touring you know there's culture the fans even the food there's just so many things to pick about touring that makes it great what was your favorite part about it now that you're where you are right now you know well i would say i love actually everything about it except the uh <laughs> the um, air condition in tour bus <laughs> that's just <laughs> killing me <laughs> and i believe most of the singers that yeah i i I, uh, I love to travel i love to meet people um you know it, it's just great to hug them and and talk with them and uh, see their energy to steal some energy from them to be honest <laughs> and uh, yeah seeing new places because I, I didn't travel before uh, too much. So it's all really exciting. I mean, you know, you know, a very popular topic that's been on the show for the last six months is, and you've seen this from a lot of the bands that are doing this is live streaming. A lot of the mm -hmm. bands, you know, they have are taking their, you know, their live show to the mm -hmm. 
laptop like we're doing right now you know i think and, and I, I think code orange and insomnium like one, one of the first bands to actually do this way back in april we had nilo from insomnium on the show and he was talking about his experience on how they sold virtual tickets online to the fans and then even though they had some technical difficulties they were still able to broadcast the show for the fans i even mm -hmm. went to a metallica show uh, was it two weeks ago here in the states they did the live streaming here and and dallas sold uh, sold out the entire show oh. but it made me miss the live streaming that much more so i wanted to ask you as an artist for being in the industry as long as you've been do you think the quarantine induced live streaming surge that we're seeing right now from all these artists is this going to affect the touring musician business going forward do you see bands doing this even after all this is over I can imagine some of them will do it because it's much easier for them. Uh, oh, sorry, it's just uh, my yeah, <laughs> my uh, battery. Are you okay. <laughs> um, it's easier in in certain way, and I understand um, that it may be also easier for some fans uh, because not all of them can actually attend uh, concerts uh, personally for some reasons. Yeah, but. Um, to be honest, I don't know. It you can always like uh, go on YouTube and or or on TV and and Google some live show if if the band has it and watch it. And I think it's the same energy to see it like um, the the old performance, like when you are watching actually the live streaming. It, it, there is just not this personal uh, power the energy you know you you yeah. get on uh, on, on uh, concerts you don't have the um, connections uh people make together uh, as fans you know you, you just uh grab your group of, of um, friends and, and you just go together have some beer or something else and uh you really enjoy nice times and you I don't know, dance together and getting drunk <laughs> yeah know, all, all, all this stuff this is just something really big that you can't really do during live streaming so i understand it has some benefits but um honestly i'm not like the biggest fan of it i just think that the the real uh, concert is is just something you can't really uh yeah like um replace just stop doing yeah replace yeah Thank you. <laughs> yeah no and here's the thing i like asking that question because there's no there's no right or wrong answer. Every artist, including yourself, they have so many different opinions. Some artists are like, oh yeah, I would love to do this all the time. It's still a way that I can engage with my fans. And some other artists would say, oh, heck, heck no, I'm not doing this. Um, mm. You know, I don't want to do anything until all this is over. Of course, I have the liberty to mosh in my own room, which is great. This is why he's in the corner. So of course, but it's different <laughs> if, I, if I see, you know, someone like Surma, like on stage, you know, the energy, the live experience that you guys exhibit and and we'll talk about your new album in a second i promise you know yeah, it's because it because it has that cinematic feel to it you know i feel like yeah. there's another band i interviewed you know a few months back and they said they said it was the presentation of the live stream like you know the live concert experience that they weren't able to do it it felt like the album didn't feel complete if they weren't able to present it live i don't know if you feel the same way but that was a very unique take on the live performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think there, yeah, it makes it makes sense. 
I, I think it's just uh, that's another step of of um, of the whole work you are doing as a band. You know, you're really you're in your room working on the music, working on the idea. Then you uh, go to studio, record it, uh, and you really do it on your own, basically, or with with bandmates. Then you uh, you're really curious about how to, when you release the album and what others will actually say about it, because that's the most important thing. I mean, your bandmates may love it, may hate it, but that's not the most important thing. It's the most important thing is what what uh, people outside will will uh, think about it. And um, of course, you should love it on your own. <laughs> yeah. But, Speaking uh, of yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're gonna finish that yeah, part up. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but. Uh, but yes, it's it's like step by step. You are you're really trying to uh, make it bigger, and and the concerts just makes it like yeah, like complete. You uh, know, speaking of important things, you know, I mm-hmm. I want to talk about your debut studio album that's coming up, The Light Within. And for my listeners, it's it's Summer's first first album coming out November six on Metal Blade Records. When I heard this album, I heard you know symphonic metal progressive metal and coming from a person who loves movies i felt like i was watching a movie like it was very cinematic it had that feel to it so i wanted to ask you know when did uh production start for you for this album you know i know you teamed up with harry from uh tier i'm hoping hopefully i'm hopefully i'm saying that band right um but you teamed up with him to form this band how was that like like when did the production start for you for the light within was it right when you got when you met him or was it planned from a few years ago or something like that? Like, what was a pathway? Well, um, I had some some uh, uh, vocal melodies in uh, in my uh, phone recorded during the years, and uh, when I met Harry, uh, I had previous band, but it was not really active, and um, I was really sad that it doesn't really move the way I wanted to. Uh, and uh, Harry encouraged me to make my own band, and uh, because we we are partners in real life and and also in in this music business, um, we uh, yeah he he decided that he can help me. So um, yeah, it started like two sixteen when or actually it was already two seventeen. <laughs> we met oh, two, wow. at the end okay, of two sixteen. Okay. Yeah, and and we started to talk about the music and really work on it two seventeen. Uh, so I showed him the uh, the melodies I had, and he just made the rest, uh, not completely the rest, but uh, most of it, the, the guitars, the harmonies, and everything. So um, we, I don't think I really, I was really planning it. I, I just, uh, I was dreaming about it. Uh, I, I didn't really have, uh, yeah, some real plan because... It's it's pretty difficult to be you know um, young girl lost in in the Czech music business, uh, which is not really big because um, uh, our Czech music business is pretty closed. So uh, for okay. someone who wants to get outside uh, outside this this uh, country, uh, it's 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 quite impossible. Let's say, well, it is possible, but but it's really um, when you don't have the right people. You just don't know how. So I got really lucky that I, I got to know Harry, um, who already worked in music business for so long. So I got some advices from him. So there was a sense of comfortability in the studio because it was produced by you and Harry in the home studio, yes. right? I'm sure yes, there was yes. there was a sense of comfortability knowing 
his background and knowing where he came from. And that now that you're, you guys are even like life partners. It, I felt like that, that would, you know, just a sense of relief that, okay, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to sing. This is what the, what I want the music to sound like. And it sounded like Harry was there for you for the entire process. And I think oh, that, that that's was. amazing, right? Oh yes. Yes. Sometimes it's amazing. Sometimes it's very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing. You know, I mean, sometimes being stressful about something that you're, I think if you're not stressed about something that you're working hard for, that you're something that you're passionate for, then you're not doing it right. That's a good thing to me, at least for me. I think that's a good thing. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> How much did things change from when you first started writing on The Light Within to where you ended up finishing it? Did a lot change in between? Did nothing change? Was there already a specific sound you knew you wanted for A Light Within? Um, I didn't... Well, I, I've, uh, of course, I'm influenced by a lot of bands um, in, in this music scene, symphonic metal scene. Um, but I had no idea how it's going to, um, you know, what, what is going to be the final sound. Because, um, of course, mm. I knew how uh, I knew that um, Harry is, is uh, skilled a lot in, in this area and uh, that uh, his work will... Um, yeah, will be the right one uh, with with my melodies. That it will it will actually you know work together. Uh, but later we uh, met online uh, this uh, Danish friend uh, Lars Winter, and he helped help okay. us with uh, with um, the orchestrations. So uh, first we had just you know guitars, the basic band sounds. And uh, it sounded okay, but we knew that we need something bigger because um, that's the style I um, I like, <laughs> and uh, I think Harry felt as well that it needs uh, something something bigger. It it just called for it, and uh, yeah. So this uh, Lars uh, made one demo of of uh, of a song, and it just sounded amazing. We we really loved it. So uh, yeah, that that was the that was the moment when we realized, yeah, okay, we we really should do this orchestration on on the whole album because it's it's just cool. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I heard all that. And another name to actually throw into this mix, and you guys got this album mixed and mas mastered by Jacob Hansen, you know, mm -hmm. and he's known for his work with Amaranth, and we just had Elise on the show last week. You know, Epica, Delane, The Black Dahlia Murder. What was it like working with him? I felt like he was the final piece you guys needed to get your sound out there. Oh, yes, yes. Um, he's just incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, but, you know, we, we really, our, I met him uh, for a few hours. We, um, I think we were traveling with Harry to the Faroe Islands to visit his family. And we were like, hey, since Jacob is going to work on our album, maybe we should uh stop there and say hi <laughs> so we did uh i talked with him like just for an for an hour or I, basically harry talked with him the most because they know each other for some time and um i believe jacob asked us um like what band do you think you would like to sound like or no, of course not not um like copying someone but approximately right. which which way to go so uh, I told him some bands. I think uh, I mentioned Delane. Uh, of course. Uh, um, I, I really like their sound. And he was working with yeah. them as well. 
You see that so, when I first heard your album, I was like, I was like, man, they, you guys need to tour with Delane. Like, like no question. <laughs> like, please do that. I saw Delane last, uh, last year actually, and they were with Amorphous, and I felt like you guys. After I heard the light within, I was like, oh my god. Um, I kind of wish this came out last year, of course, before the pandemic. That way, you guys could tour together. But anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. That's that's pretty amazing. No, it's you know, it's a good plan. Let's tag them and and uh, <laughs> show them this video. You know, <laughs> hey, this will be on all the major po podcast streams. So, Delane, yes. if anybody know <laughs> knows Delane, if anyone is listening, please give them a shout out. Team up with Surma. That'll be one of that'll be a tour for the books, <laughs> especially here in the states. Like we we need more symphonic metal here. Yes, we all do. <laughs> You, right but what were you asking me about <laughs> oh, yeah <Jacob>. well <laughs> well it, it's well, that's fine because we actually technically answered because working with jacob hansen you already mentioned it how yeah i mean i mean already knowing his reputation i would be nervous just to stand in front of him but you you got you actually got to say you work with him and that's just that's i think is a testament of its own because it shows uh surma is is working with the right people getting the right help and getting their name out there I wanted to ask, you know, be, being that this is Surma's debut album, between writing and structuring the songs and the production process, like we just talked about, what challenges, Victoria, did you face that you can take with you to the next recording process? Okay. Well, there's a lot of challenges, especially because it's a debut album and, uh, um, I am not as experienced singer as, um, yeah, already some uh, singers in, in those bigger bands. Um, yeah, it's, um, of course, I would love to work uh, more on myself, technically. Yeah. Um, I will say yeah. that you're on, you're on your way to becoming those singers. And, and that's, oh. just the, that's just the fan in me, but I'm just going to put that out there, okay? Thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know... I, Sometimes, well, quite often, I'm I'm actually struggling with uh, with my own sound, because uh, I was mentioning I was studying classical singing for some years, and um, it didn't end up completely uh, well with me. I lost my voice uh, at school, and oh, wow. uh, yeah, but it was it was just some um, I don't know some psychical problem, I believe. Um, and it was right after the tour with Surma, actually, the first one <laughs> we did. And, uh, you know, I, I always, I was always trying to follow the steps uh, they were teaching me at school. And I was uh, trying to aim for this classical sound. But on the other hand, I, I really felt like I'm, I'm a real metalhead and, and I don't want to be completely like, like this uh, diva. So, you know, so I was trying to make it work to find the balance between and um, it was really difficult for me to find a way how to make it work. So I think I even recorded two songs and it was, um, I mean, we left it <laughs> like it is on album, but I was, I was not really satisfied with it because um, I didn't know what, what uh, I really want. Uh, how do I want it to make it sound, you know? Um, yeah. And uh, during the last months, I finally uh, found found a way that the best way how to uh, how to be more satisfied with myself is to um, yeah I don't I don't want to use rude words here but <laughs> no no say uh, it it's fine okay um, 
Okay, let's let's just it's, say it's, it's under fire. <laughs> okay, yeah, good, good. Uh, yeah, I just I just said to myself like, hey, fuck it all, seriously, because I, my head was just too big uh, with all these technical issues, and I my body got stuck. I, I couldn't really relax, and I I, um, I was not feeling really comfortable just thinking of all the shit I had to think of during this technical way how to sing. So yeah, I I left the school, or actually I didn't make it. So I come came back to Czechia and I, start, I started to sing more um, how I feel it, or I started to listen more my body. And suddenly it it just I think it's getting better and better. But um, I didn't have this time during the recording the album. I was honestly struggling with myself. So I would love to improve that for uh, for a next record and it would be great to um have more uh financial possibilities to afford yeah. more more fancy stuff of course you know i'm going to transition this into something that you said about this album and i feel like it's a message you give to yourself you said the light within you said i think the real message of the album is to give hope to everyone no matter what they are struggling with so that ties in <laughs> into your experience you know, yeah. and I want to talk about something else about the album because you took inspiration in statues and in sculpture, correct? Yes. Yeah, notably Alexander Milov and Frederick Radom. You know, those are Norwegian and Ukrainian sculptors. Mm -hmm. It's a, certainly an unconventional approach when it comes to lyric writing, but <laughs> but I felt like you had a specific dilemma that you wanted to meet and. You know, where did that inspiration come? How did you know that? Okay, like, I don't know if that's the right question. I don't know how to ask that question, but it's like, how did you know that that was the inspiration you needed? Like that, okay, I'm actually getting something from this. This is what I need, you know? It's hard to point, you know, like, like okay, this lamp over here gives me inspiration or something like that. <laughs> you know, I, I, that, that's just a random thing I'm just pointing out. But when did you know that this is, this is, this is actually speaking to me? Um... Well, the uh, well, this inspiration, this sculpture inspiration is is mostly uh, we are talking here about lyrics. The melodies were already done, so the the melody inspiration uh, is completely like separate, and it just hits me completely randomly. I mean, sometimes I'm sleeping and I have some melody in my head, and I I wake up and I'm look you know looking blindly for my phone. Uh, to record the, the the small piece, or I'm walking on streets and and uh, I have some idea and I, I put it into my phone. So this is how uh, it began melodically. But okay. uh, about this statue thingy, well, um, statues and sculptures, it's all art, and a good art or the art that is um, um, connected with you should. Um, yeah, it it should makes make you feel something. I mean, art that doesn't speak to you is it just doesn't work. Very uh, true. So that's what I felt uh, having those um, seeing those sculptures that I I chose because um, I seen the art. Not all of them personally, but but all I needed just to see it. Uh, for example, online, and I was uh blown away it, it's just um yeah it just you spoke know, itself <laughs> and you had songs like the selkie and cages of rage and lost to time that i even dug into like some of the lyrics in that and it 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 
I I saw the comparisons that you had when you talked about you know how you had the the connection to the sculptures the way you did like I've never heard anything like this I think that's just that's just amazing how I think that's an example of how you can turn anything into an inspiration you know I mean <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say but I'm gonna point at that lamp and say that you know that's an inspiration to me but you know it's that's just an example you know our themes having a theme like this in an in an album like the light within how important are themes to you is that more about helping you guys write or sound or is that more for the audience because a lot of artists they don't really care about themes they just do like 10 songs in the studio and that's it which is fine they can do what they want to do but i feel like you had a specific mindset that you wanted to deliver with this right yes well of course it was help for us uh because um you know, having a song and, and thinking of uh, each song, like sitting and, and thinking like, oh, what what is this going to be about? And you're staring around and, and look for the inspiration, you know. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's important. It, it really helps um, to all of us, actually, to, to, to the band and to the audience to, uh, to imagine certain stuff and uh, yeah, to connect it more with music. Do you see the light within being a snapshot of where you are at a certain time in your life? I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like waiting for the answer like oh gosh that's that's a hard question. <laughs> yeah, it, you know cuz like looking back, you know, a lot of there are a lot of albums that came out this year, you know, I don't want it to be like oh this was the pandemic album you know because you know you can easily point it out as like okay this was released like in july during the pandemic and all that stuff mm -hmm. but but i feel like when you look back two years three years from now you know looking at the light within are you gonna are you gonna look back on it as i feel like you could look back on it as like an album of growth that allowed you to open up a different dimension of victoria that you may have not tapped into before you know <laughs> yeah i i believe you're right i mean a lot of happened uh, with this one album that no one heard yet, almost. <laughs> so, uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, we got this uh, record deal and uh, it's com it's complete new introduction um, us into the scene itself. And uh, I don't know, it, it's, it's the very first baby. And um, I don't think... That's another new one. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... it's um, I would definitely not regret it because I'm satisfied with uh, after you know we we done we finished this album on the new year already, so uh, oh, okay. we've been yeah we were waiting a lot uh, for the release date uh, because of this pand pandemic for example, but uh, so uh, we were listening to it at home uh, for time to time and we were looking back like yeah okay so we could have changed that but <laughs> it's not, it's not normal. But uh, yeah, we are definitely, I think we are definitely proud of it because um, we worked on it a lot. And uh, yeah, it turned yeah, I, I mean, I think, yeah, it turned out great. You know, you were just about yeah. to say that. And I feel like music is a very important thing that, it's an important thing to give to the fans now, you know, even with the, when we've been having, we're having venues in Dallas that are getting shut down. And mm -hmm. I think, I think releasing albums, it's, uh, music is what we need. You know, just to put it in that retrospect, I think it's very important, you know, and you were involved in, you know, we talked about it earlier, Rosa Nocturna, Bohemian Metal Rhapsody. I love that, you know, performing <laughs> in theater ensembles. And now you have Surma. Have your aspirations as a person 
or a band? Have they changed or evolved since when you first started in the industry? Do you see things differently now? I think I do a bit. Um, you know, I, I was always dreaming. Uh, I had no idea what is real. And I'm I'm really naive person, <laughs> to be honest. That's okay. Uh, I, th I think we all are to a certain point. That's totally okay. Good, good. <laughs> um, so yes, when I, when I started with with uh, smaller bands in our in um, our village village uh, with uh, you know uh, singing just in the garage and and practicing, I I was just having fun and uh, and I was listening to the first recordings of Night Visions and really like oh that's so cool a woman singing uh, metal you know and and uh, I, I was just enjoying that but but I had no idea what it's going to be like. To be grown up, or, or uh, what? What's what are the real plans? Um, and it, it changed during the years. Um, yeah, I I mean, yeah, there there was definitely some development because uh, I started to work with those Czech bands, and and uh, it shaped me. It shaped me a lot because uh, more music to work on. Then uh, I started to realize, hey, I'm starting to do it, doing it full time suddenly and uh and yeah I, I actually don't mind i love it <laughs> you know if you so. if you weren't a musician what would you be doing right now <laughs> well when i was uh when i was um little i i uh <laughs> i was thinking of being a pathologist <laughs> oh that's okay <laughs> i i love that question because it shows it shows a, just a different dimension of the musician <laughs> yeah but when I look back, I, I think I was just excited uh, about the whole thing that it's super badass. Not a lot of I, I like to do things that not a lot of people do. I, I like to be different from others. <laughs> I that's, always did. That's awesome. Yeah, I, it's just great feeling. And uh, yeah, I found that pathologists would, uh, would be working. <laughs> Hey, now you're a lead singer of a heavy metal band signed with one of the most biggest metal labels out there. So I think you chose wisely. And, you know, before we finish things off here, I mean, this has been a great conversation. You know, what advice would you have for someone wanting to follow in your footsteps? Because you had to really struggle. You had to work hard to get to where you wanted to get. So, I mean, especially, you know, a woman being in, in a male-dominated industry you know it's it's not you know it's not easy and I, I and i love that you know more women are coming up to the forefront and making a staple on the name and you know we all know about angela gosso and how she started that you know i don't want to say she started she was one of the pe people who really influenced a lot of the younger women musicians to step up to the forefront and you know come to metal but you know <laughs> tracing back to my original question like what advice would you have for someone wanting to follow in your footsteps um well do not give up uh if you really if you really feel like uh it's something that uh that you love just just uh don't give up no matter what and uh, be stubborn <laughs> and um yeah there there are some tough sacrifices that everyone has to do that's that's just something that belongs to this industry and uh, yeah, uh, people just have to make clear what they really want on their own because um, yeah, you can lose everything or you can gain everything. 
Very true. Hey, that's the message of the album. Give hope to everyone, no matter what they're struggling with. So yes. and I feel like that was delivered perfectly on the light within. <laughs> Man, Victoria, like before we finish things off here, do you have any like last shout outs, any plugs, anything new you want to mention that's going on with you or the light within before we finish things off here? Well, uh, when is going to be released? By the November 6th. We still got a little over wow. a month. Yeah. Oh, I see. So you're releasing this actually on the day of our release. This will be released next week. Oh, and this will be never. Sorry. Oh, no, I meant this podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like, uh, when, when, when my album Man. is going to be released? <laughs> Both of us are just like completely like, just like, we've been doing I this think... for so long now. It's like we're forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we are quite, uh, yeah, similar personalities. So it's, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, um, we are going to release another video. So don't forget to check it out. It's going to be on the 1st of October. Uh, so yeah, I really hope you're going to like it. And don't forget to check out our socials, uh, support all the music industry and uh, uh, all the interviewers. <laughs> yeah, all the podcasts, whatever. <laughs> all the podcasts, yeah. And um, yeah, if, if you like this uh, genre or this interview <laughs> in matter of fact uh, just um, wait for the album and buy it or listen to it it would be very nice or attend our concert in a near future <laughs> yeah and hopefully that future is is soon like uh, as we're saying and all my listeners who are, who are listening to this podcast you know support the band you know support summer buy their merch I mean, the bands can't do this without the fans, you know, it, and at a time of uncertainty, I feel like music needs more help than anything else. And venues are getting shut down, you know, like we just mentioned earlier. And I feel like, mm. you know, if all the fans are listening, you know, support this album, buy this album, you know, Surma's debut album, The Light Within, comes out November 6th on Metal Blade Records. Victoria, Victoria, I mean, I know I'm butchering this in some <laughs> weird fashion. Um, it's been a pleasure. Obviously, I'll have you on the show again. You know, if you're able to come to Dallas and we can do this in person with you and Harry or Renz or whoever's available to the interview, we want to get things back to normal. You know, do the interviews in person like we usually do. And that would be amazing. And uh, that would be so lovely. <laughs> yeah. Victoria, thank you so much. Um, you be safe out there in Czech Republic and I'll be safe here in Dallas and we'll do this again again soon. All right. Sure. Thank you so much. And uh, by the way, if you're ever coming to Czechia, yeah, just let me know. <laughs> I will. I you'll be the first to know Good. for sure. Good. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade. That's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.